Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. This is your boy Joaquin, and we're waiting for Jay to show up. But uh, this week, man, we're going to just talk about a whole bunch of stuff. And we've got a little freestyle topic that we're going to hit you up with um, about church and uh, youth and youth groups. Uh, So it should be uh, interesting. It should be uh, maybe a little controversial. Maybe a little, maybe a lot controversial. Um. Not because we're trying to be controversial, but because my ideas are controversial. But because my ideas are controversial. I mean, that's all. That's all there is to it, right? So, uh, as all as always, this is Joaquin. I'm Jay, and once again, thank you for joining us today. We had a special guest, but that fool fell asleep. <laughs> How is it that the youngest the youngest guy in the room is knocked out like he had a hard day? <laughs> yeah, if we, if we were at the house, he would still be up. <sighs> it's kind of it's kind of funny, and that's uh, our, our 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 special guest that's not going to speak with us tonight is uh, Jay Sun uh, Junior, the famous Junie who's uh, mentioned here a lot, aka Mumbles. Because he mumbles when he's when he talks, he talks like he's got a mouthful of marbles. Um, so man, uh, Jay, what's up, man? How's uh, how's your week? How's your week been? How's your week been, dog? Um, it's been hell. Uh oh. <laughs> nah, it's hell week at work because you know next week is Sangiri. Ooh, so um, Thanksgiving. I am stuck with. Well, I'm not stuck, but you know, I have to deal with right. early deadlines for six newspapers across the country. Across the US of A. And um that's that's when having a design team that you're over in another country works against you. Right. <laughs> kinda of, well, kinda of, sort of. They're fast, but still it's not like hey, like I could run over to them and say, Change this, change this, working this like, you know. Right, right. Everything's right. gotta be over the phone or through Skype mainly. But, you know, hell week. No. But I'm okay because, you know, my last day was, was last night. So, <laughs> was last night or tonight or well, yeah. It's I'm always so confused, right? I'm I we record this on Thursdays. You listen to it on Fridays. I try to and, speak like it's Friday, and, I'm, and Jay always tries to speak like it's Friday, and I'm always talking like it's Tuesday. So well, I'm really I really have no idea where I'm at half the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we got uh, yeah, hell week, hell week. That's so, that's what I called it. Hell week. Oh, nice. Nah, this. Uh, yeah. But this, other than that, it's other than that, it's been all right. I man. mean, you know, the baby has an ear infection, so silly baby with their ear infections. That's something to deal with. Um, but yeah, man, it's been it's been a great week. Life is good. God life, is good. Life is good, according to Jay. Well, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you, life is not good. <laughs> it has been not. Nah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, for me, kind of the same thing. Uh, work, 
for me, work has been work. It's been, hasn't been too bad. We had the board of directors in today, uh, which uh, is cool because they tend to come in on, so they tend to come in like the, the, the previous day, but they always tend to come in later in the day when I'm not there. So I don't have to worry about <laughs> keeping up with them. And then in the morning, the following morning, they only come, they come to the, you know, they come to the job site like in the morning. That's the only time we deal with them because then they leave that later that evening. So cool. Um, I'm not there. So I was like, yeah, dog. <laughs> I did go to the dentist today and um, I don't know what it is. Every time I go to the dentist, like I feel like they punched me in the jaw a couple of times. Like there's all that scraping and yeah, polishing. Right. And so my jaw, I feel like my jaw is sore. I'm like, oh, who, who punched me? <laughs> feel like, like Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of y'all fools punched me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, so I was just kind of like, why does my jaw hurt? But yes, today was my last day also. Thursday was my last day of the week because we got some awesomeness uh, coming up tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday or today. Tomorrow for you for you guys, tomorrow is today. And for us, Today's tomorrow. today is tomorrow. <laughs> um, now it's Friday. It's Friday, baby. Friday the 17th, which means... Which means I am not going to be doing Nathan today. For, for, oh, actually, so... So we got Justice League. Yes, son. That we're gonna go see. Um, so we gotta go to the mall, of Georgia. Um, I think Jay said he's gonna be here at twelve for us to go to the one thirty show. So hopefully, ain't nobody trying to flee Atlanta. We get there quickly. <laughs> um, there's no ice storm. <laughs> I don't care about the ice storm. I'm worried more about Thanksgiving storm. Um, and uh, tonight, actually. Tonight, Thursday night, while we're doing this, the Punisher Punch. has been released. So I will, I might get up early, start watching the Punisher. Yeah, you'll have time since I go go watch Justice League since the baby's ear infection threw a monkey wrench in our plans. Well, you know, or I'll just do what Joaquin does, which is I do whatever Joaquin wants to do. I have a I have a conversation with myself. Yeah, don't stay up tonight watching Justice League because then you're gonna—I mean, the Punisher. Because then you're gonna fall asleep in the theater watching Justice League. Um, uh, uh, first of all, that'll never happen. Um, <laughs> second of all, that's, a, that's what I hear you snoring to, in the theater. Se- second, <laughs> second of well, do, do was it did you fall asleep during during uh, BVS or no. Man of Steel the first second time we saw it? No, I don't. I know you fell asleep to some movie we watched. Yeah, it wasn't any of those. I, th- I think it was. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I might just leave early and Pass just, me. I might just leave early. I think I got a coupon for like a buy one, get one from Red Robin. So I might just be going <laughs> even early to go eat some Red Robin. <laughs> Red Robin. Yum. Never been there. You've never been to Red Robin? Mm-hmm. Um, Bro. Legit. Yeah. They are legit. Like, yeah. You know, I love burgers. Yeah. They're legit. Um, so, and they have bottomless fries, which is awesome. I mean, I, I can't eat fries because of my diet, say, but they got fries bottomless anyway. fries. Um, yeah, so check this out. Funny story. So, so, so anyway, yeah, so we got that. So I might, I might leave early. I might be like, yo, Jay, I'm already here. Yeah. Sucker. 
so just let me know. Um, so Junie told um, a friend of his right that um, he was skipping know, school. They, that he wasn't going to be going to school tomorrow because <laughs> it's a national holiday because of the Justice League movie coming out. Right. Right. That's what I told him. Yeah, I just thought it was a ju- it's a national holiday. Right. So he said that said friend <laughs> went home and told and told his dad, "Hey, dad, so it's." Because the Justice League movie's coming out tomorrow. It's a national holiday. Can, can, can I not go to school and go see the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and I was expecting for Judy to tell me that his father told her, Boy, you want your mind? Get your butt to school. Right. But his father said, Hey, let's talk about it when, we, when you get home. <laughs> Which it's 50 50, right? 50 50 where the dad right. says, Does what I'm doing. Yeah, let's go watch it. Or does what I said. Boy, you watch your mind. Get your butt to school. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. So it's, guess, a, it's a religious holiday. I guess I'll find out. I, it's a religious holiday, right? Gotta go see the Trinity. It is. You gotta see the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. That's oh, all I'm saying. You gotta go see the Trinity. Yeah, um, so, you know, I, I, told, I told somebody at work um, earlier in the week that, you know, I, I've waited my whole life for this movie. Right. right, and um, <laughs> they gave me the side eye, like you know what you talk about, Willis. And um, dude, it's true. It's true, right? Because when we were younger, right back in the day when we were shorties, um, we dreamed of like movies like the Transformers, right, right, and GI Joe and stuff like that. Yep. Wishing that they would make them as movies, but I am so glad that they didn't try it back then because the technology. Yeah, was technology not wasn't well. I don't know GI Joe. They could have. Yeah, GI Joe. They could have. I mean, they did Masters of the Universe <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren. They did. I right? remember, and I watched it. I remember going to the movie theaters and watching it because you know I was loved He Man. Bunch of, had That's a bunch right. of He Man action figures, and that was dope. My parents, you know, a T Man took me. It wasn't nothing like the cartoon, but I still loved it because yeah. it was He Man. Uh huh. I've wow. never, I've never had really high standards when it comes to movies. I, I watched it too. <laughs> if I, I could, watched it too. If, I, fact, if I enjoy it, I'll like it. I, I watched it again now as an adult, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't they, hold up. They, probably they really need to reboot this yeah, movie. Yeah, it doesn't really hold up. <laughs> really a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff doesn't movie. hold up. Unfortunately, but apparently, Goonies so, holds up. If you never watch Goonies, watch yeah, the watch Goonies. Goonies. Supposedly, um, supposedly the guy who did GI Joe is trying to do a Masters of the Universe reboot. But anyway, as I was saying, um, right? So, I mean, we did have Superman. Yes. Right? The campy Superman. Yes. Right? Which is, which is cool for, for what it was. Yeah. It was very much of, of its time, too. All right, it was. It was, which was dope. But, you know, there's, the technology is so much better and so advanced now. Yes. That it's just like, it's mind-boggling a little. Yeah. He looks like he's flying. He doesn't look like he's laying down like on the board. Right, like what they did, like if you think of Man of Steel, and you remember that um the scene where he's at the North Pole, and he's walking out over the over the ice cat, like about to like oh when he's learning to fly, he's learning to fly and he's jumping, like you see like the flow of the cape, right? Like they could never do no. something like that back in the seventies, where no. the or the eighties, or, or, or even or nineties, or the nineties, <laughs> or the early two thousands, right? So. You know, grateful, great. So yeah, I've been waiting for this movie my whole life. Yeah, right. Because reading the comic books, 
my whole life because I, st- I still read the comic books, right? For it to finally come to fruition, for us to have like Ben Affleck and the 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 choice that Zack Snyder made by finally giving us a Batman suit that is straight out of the comic books. Correct. Rather than all the padding and the armor, especially the armor like in um, Christopher Nolan's Batman was all armor, basically. Right. Right. And um, our Batman, Michael Keaton, right, was... The rubber suit. Was like all rubber and the... Yeah, the yeah. platform, the platform boots, because it was so short. Right, right. And the fact that the fact that when you saw him as Bruce Wayne, like he didn't have the build that he had as Batman. <laughs> I mean, listen, I watched that movie a few months back. It's still a great it's, movie. Yo, it's still great. I, I saw like it. It's still, I saw it not so long. Ago. It's still a great movie. He was a, was a great Batman, but he was like an awesome Bruce Wayne. He was a yeah. I find for me, he was a little. Too eccentric as Bruce Wayne. I thought he was a little too. Eccentric. I mean, he was still great. Like I said, I'm not, and I'm not saying that as a. I mean, I I still love the movie. I think right. it's still one of the it's still one of the great. Um, it was it was a better adaptation. He was a, was a better Bruce Wayne than um than um, Bale was. Yes, for me, Bale. Well, was actually, like I mean, if we want to, if we're going to be honest, um, even Val Kilmer and George Clooney were better. Bruce Wayne than Bale was. Than Bale was. <laughs> like my buddy at work thinks Bale is the Batman, is the movie Batman. Yeah. And and I was like, no, he's like nothing like the comics. He's like, well, but it's about the movie. He was trying to make the argument. It's about the movie. It's, it's about like, the movie. It's what's, like what's the, the movie, movie based on? It's like the movie Batman. I'm like, yeah, but it's it's when you when you go see a superhero movie, you're you're wanting to see as close to the comic book character. Especially when it comes to the suit. I mean, that's, uh, you know, say what you will, like, with the Marvel movies, the ones you like, you don't like, but they got their looks are a comic book, are the comic book looks. Right. You know, Iron Man is the Iron Man from the comic books, the Hulk, uh, even. Well, the Hulk is not hard to do. You know, but, you, but there's, been like, hard there's been like three different styles, but they all were still very much, even Ang Lee's, which a lot of people didn't like, people which is weird because it's like I love that one. It's got a it's got a fresh rating on the on the Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it too. I and I love how he did the the comic book panels. The comic book piles. I thought yeah. it was so great. That was great. Um, but you know, like Thor, all those guys. Yeah, I was, I was I was trying to think of Thor, like Thor, right, which would you would think would be like the most difficult to translate from page to screen, but he yeah, killed it. They you, do it. You know, uh, yeah, they do Vision, it. Uh, Black Panther. I mean, so that's what you want to see. And yeah, I mean. You know, as good as the Nolan Batman movies were, uh, that Batman, you know, didn't fight like Batman should have should have been fighting. Not at all. You know, that's the that's really the biggest the biggest uh, biggest complaint. It wasn't even his size. It was just that I didn't enjoy. Oh, I get so much so much heat for this, but I didn't. I did. I like the story. And um, the development of Batman through all three movies, but I did not like Bale. I didn't like the Batman. I didn't like his Batman, and I didn't like his Batman was fine. I think I didn't like his Bruce. I hated his Bruce. His Bruce Wayne was not was (laughs) nothing. Was nothing like there was nothing in his Bruce until he was told he had to be told. Hated he he had to be told how to how to be Bruce Wayne as an adult already. You know, and that was like whack. Um. 
garbage. Garbage. But nah, but, but his know, Batman, was, his but, Batman was still pretty good. He had some. Nah, he, I tell you what though, he did have some great scenes as Batman. You cannot, you cannot take away from those. Like the when he goes to get the Chinese guy in Hong Kong, that whole yeah. sequence was dope. Even yeah, I'm not the, saying that it was bad. Even in the first that, one, know, even even when he like when he when he drops down in the in like the it. very first scene, oh, that, it was great. It's not saying that he was bad. I'm just saying you know it was it wasn't for me it it wasn't it wasn't that great. It wasn't that good, right? But um, you know now we've got Batfleck who. Looks like he jumped out of the pages of the comic. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have a Batfleck movie, and that's the and that's the the and and, and according to the rumor mill, we may never we'll have never it. get a Batfleck movie. Yeah, the the closest we're gonna get is his appearances in Justice League, Suicide Squad, and BVS. BVS. All right. So yeah. So and then all right. So now, Suicide Squad. So it's almost been basically confirmed that Black Adam will be the villain of Suicide Squad too. Well, I've I've seen I've seen the that it's they haven't really conf- yeah I haven't seen that they basically it it does look like it's going that way. Today I read an article. I didn't send it to you guys, but because you know jo- Joaquin and Angel and I, we have our little texting group where um, we get really dumb. We get so stupid. Angel gives us like the corniest. I I, I punished Angel. I think I gave him like four days. <laughs> and I think I gave him like three. So he's got a week. He's got a no week jokes. of no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. That's all right. To explain what that means, whenever one of us says or tries to say a joke and it comes out like bad or corny or whatever, right? Because I don't think they use the word corny anymore. Well, it could be it can be corny, but it when but it's when it's like like when it's, when it's just not funny, super corny. When it's like super lame and it's just super not funny. super corny, lame. like you, I mean, because it could be corny, you could still laugh because it's stupid. But when it's not even that, yeah, when you groan, you're like, oh, <laughs> that you get a day, you get a day of no joke then, telling. Then either, yeah, we determined determined by how bad the right. joke was. You only get a couple hours, right? You know, you get punished of like no jokes. So it could be. Anything between two to three hours to two to two to three days. Two to three days, right? So, and Angel earned himself <laughs> like four days with me today. Cause, and I and I think because he kept throwing back to back. I got I think yeah I got two days this week too. I forget why, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I tend to throw them out. I tend to be the one that throws out the days like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like no, I'm the arbiter of what's funny. <laughs> but anyway. um, I forgot what I was gonna say. So black oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot to. I uh, didn't yeah. Send so the, I mean, that I would send the be, article. I have to send that the would be that would be cool. I think that would be interesting. A great way to introduce them. Uh, I think it'll be. I think it's excessive because like he's super powerful. Like if you, in comparison to the Jokers that make up the Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interesting. But I mean, who cares, right? Um, it's it's a comic book movie. I like hey, that's never like you you have scenes where like I mean, you know, you have you have scenes where even like uh, where not superpower beings fight superpower beings. I mean, so it's like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comic book movie. Like that's it's allowed. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So that looks like it's gonna happen. Who knows? Um. Yeah, it's just you know the th- thing is, is and I you know we'll kind of segue this way a little bit. Like it's just been a, 
Uh, one of the things, man, it's been such a rough week with news. Like, not not a whole lot of uplifting stuff. It just yeah, seems so we're like, not going to be bringing anything. Yeah, we're not it just seems like it just seems. Yeah, today. yeah. This week, it's like my goodness. It just seems like everything has been, you know, uh, war with North Korea. Uh, Sexual allegations against everybody. This soon there's gonna be no one in Hollywood left, or now in politics, or, or in politics. <laughs> now, yeah, it's like everything's coming under fire, and, and it's just um, it's a little overwhelming. You know, it's a little overwhelming sometimes, a little depressing. But um, now, one thing that did happen um, last week was you know last Sunday uh, that church, the little first Baptist church, church in Sutherland, uh, they had their first, you know, they had their, you know, their uh, service. They had it outside. Uh, under a tent, um, and I saw some of the clips, man. It was that that preacher, man. Was it was real um, encouraging, real. I didn't see. Was it was up, it a uplifting. guest preacher or no? Was the, it the, the pastor, the pastor, the pastor preached, man. Wow. And and, and, and Tom's just crying, because um, you know he you know he lost his daughter. Lost his daughter. And, um, matter of fact, I, I it was so heartbreaking too because it was a, a a part of the, one of the stories I read it was this lady. Um, she went to go support. And her little girl was like, uh, am, you know, am I going to die today if I if we go? And and the, the mom was like, it just broke her heart. So they they were there, but she just stayed in the car hugging her little girl. You know, it was like, no, no, it'll you know, you'll be OK. So yeah. um, but the, the, that the pastor, man, he, he was really um, in the midst of all that tragedy. He was he was like, look, man, there with Jesus. God's got this. You know, like he was. I mean, he was still preaching, you know, look, God's in control. God's in control. And um, I find that to be very um, uplifting because, I, you know, my personality is like, that's it. I'm out. You know, I'm like, just, you know. Bedside uh, Baptist. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, why does God not like me? Um, you know, so, you know, so those kind of things, man, it's, it's, uh, there's those lessons there about you know facing adversity and uh, and even even the things giving perspective to the things we go through you know we sometimes we get caught up and, and we think oh what I'm going through is so bad um and we just need a little perspective sometimes and uh, no it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty amazing pretty amazing stuff um what yeah. else you got because now like, now you made everything all somber. Nah, man, that's I, I don't <laughs> think it's somber. I think it's celebratory. The fact that they were able to meet together and um and just worship God and not be angry and not be, you know, maybe we should do a, and not quit. Do an episode of you know, of not not so much tragedies, but you know how people always ask, well, you know, where's where's God when when the bad things happen? Right. You know, do some scriptural clarification yeah, as to. Where he is. He's still here, y'all. He's and, still here, y'all. And, and why they happen. Yeah. yeah right? Because it, it's it it's it always it's always and I will use this word, it's always entertaining to me when people who don't believe all of a sudden wanna call out a God that they don't believe in. Right. Right? For like the bad stuff that happened in the world. Right. Right. So yeah, I think yeah. Maybe we, we can. Yeah, it's always can, that's we, always we a funny thing, that. right? It's like the it's like you know you don't you don't believe, but you're so invested in in me believing. 
yeah. and, and in wanting me not to do things because <laughs> because I believe. It's like it's like really dog. It's like I think Adam Carolla. Why did your God allow that to happen? Adam Carolla is like you care. You don't believe in yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I listen. I listen to Adam Carolla's podcast, and he's an atheist. And he's like, you know, today we're talking about something goes, well, this atheist here. But, you know, uh, he's friends with guys that are like Orthodox Jews, you know, and uh, and he's like, look, it's fine. Believe what you, you know, believe in what you want to believe in. That's a, I, I have no no skin in the game because I don't believe in it. You know, I'm not going to be marching. I'm not going to be going out going, oh, we need to stop. Stop these people from you know because like why do I care? That's why I don't believe because I don't want to care. <laughs> you know because I don't understand atheists that meet on Sundays and have their own. That's why I'm an atheist. That's I don't. He goes. He goes. That's. He goes. That's why I'm an atheist. I don't want to have to go to meetings on. <laughs> on I want to stay home on Sunday and watch football games. And I'm just like, you see, you know, that's. I mean, if you're gonna do it that way, that's the way to do it. Just be like, look, man. Just do your thing. Oh, speaking of atheists in the Bible. So, you know, the Bible Museum just opened up in Washington, D.C. Did it? Yes. Uh, I saw a news report on today. Here's here's something that's interesting. So uh, Hobby Lobby was one of the biggest financers. They had over, a, I think they said 500 people that, that gave money for wow, it to be built. Nice. Um, and uh, it's built. It's in Washington, D.C. And so they're getting flack. Because it's a Washington because it's a, because so 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 the separation of church and state people are like oh who don't who don't understand that they're, they're, that law at oh, all apparently don't understand that concept um they're like oh they're they're you know they're so close to the to the capital you know they're in the capital and they're close to the, like the government and they're gonna try to convert all oh, the politicians and stuff and it's, you know and they're gonna try to get rid of church and state you know. And they're gonna they're gonna break that wall between church and state, and it's like, uh, nah, I don't think so. But then, because uh, no, nah, that's not what that means. Uh, and then, on the other side, you have evangelicals who are mad, or uh, let's not say evangelicals, just say Christians, right? Because in, in all their different forms, Christians that are mad because they say the museum doesn't talk about Jesus enough. And there's nothing of oh, there's nothing about Jesus, and oh, there needs to be more about Jesus, and. So what's in that museum? It's it's all about like the history of the Bible, dude. It's 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 not just, you know, um, uh, it's not a museum to go and to just be like, you know, uh, here's vacation Bible school, Jesus loves you. No, it's like <laughs> the like the 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 majority of the artifacts in there come yeah. from the family that owns Hobby Lobby. They've got one of the largest or the largest biblical artifact collection in the world. Nope. So, and so what so what you're saying is that a trip is in order. Yes. And a, so like yes, yeah, so they got like, you know, they got like papyrus, they got like papyrus from like the Dead Sea Scrolls. They have you know, all kinds of bibli biblical historical biblical artifacts. You know, they have trees. They have like the <laughs> olive trees like that you would find in Jerusalem during Jesus time. So it's not a so it's it's no. not supposed to be like a you know, it's not a museum where you're like, hey, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not like the Fern Bank, you know. Hey, no, it is like the Fern Bank. That's what it is. It's a museum, but it's a biblical history museum. But no, it's it, the Fern Bank was boring. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not. Um, no, I thought the Fern Bank was fine. I liked it. But I'm a history guy. But but it's not a museum where you're like, hey, I want my friend to like accept Jesus, so I'm going to take him to this museum. You yeah, know? it's not a church. It's not a tribulation trail kind of thing. Where like, <laughs> we're going to scare you into Jesus. 
It's <laughs> and apparently it's so large. Um, that, How large is it? That um, you, if you do the audio tour, it it stops you in places. You're, you're play, most places for no longer than like thirty five seconds because there's so much stuff to see. That if you right. if you linger, they said it could take you a couple of days to to see the whole thing. That's how big it is. That's how much stuff they have. Wow. That it could take you like like two or three days to to walk through it. And so like if you do the audio tour, it's like it's so quick so that you can see as much as as almost you could think. I think if you do the audio tour, they do it in such a way where you can see everything in a day. But you're not lingering you're over not, anything. Like hanging, yeah. Yeah, you're just like, hey, this is a Roman coin. Okay, now let's go. <laughs> you know, hey, this is a a vase from Jesus' time. Okay, let's go. Hey, this is <laughs> this is what a tree when Jesus cursed the uh, the fig the tree. fig tree. This is what it would look like. All right, let's go. <laughs> Before curse, after curse, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no, that's dope. That means the trip is in order. Yeah, so it's uh, very very cool. So it's very very exciting. So look that up. Um, and I had a friend that went to the uh, Ark in Kentucky. She said it was pretty cool. They even uh, had camels. They rode the camels. <laughs> which leads to this question, which was asked by the atheist. Ruh row. At the ark, you know, it says it says the animals went two by two, right? <laughs> they were talking about dolphins. It's like, what about the dolphins? Did they just swim by the ark, <laughs> or did they flop, 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 and they had like pools? Of course they the swam by the ark. Don't you go on a cruise and see dolphins swimming by the cruise ship? I'm just saying, the Bible says the animals went in two by two. Did nah. Noah have a pool for the ark for the uh yes. for the dolphins? He had a, he had a roof. <laughs> he had a roof deck. He had a roof deck pool for the dolphins. A little dolphin pool. He had a roof deck pool. You know? He tied the squirrels to the dolphins and that's how the squirrels started. Um, I just want to know why he why why he saved the roaches. Ugh. And the spiders. I don't think he saved them. I think they just snuck in. <laughs> they were like, this is our chance, fellas. The roaches and the spiders. Well, because, you know, they say the roaches will survive the nuclear holocaust. So. Yeah, so they can go to North Korea. <laughs> so they'll be everywhere, man. <laughs> they'll be like, we survived, man. It's like, oh, man. All right. So that's enough silliness. Uh, so uh, what's up with the song for this week, Jay? Uh, you picked it out. Sorry. Oh, uh, Jay. Hello? Jay, you there? Sorry. Was was yawning. The other bad thing that we do is get together like 8 or 9 o'clock at night, but don't start the podcast. So like yeah. 12 or 1. It's all Jay's morning. fault. But go ahead. Because <laughs> I'm here. Well, the deal is with the song is um, if, well, for our faithful listeners, you know, the whole two of you. No, um, there's four. Oh, okay, four. Shout out, y'all. The whole four of you. Um, Maybe five. A couple six. months ago when we did the whole um, God Culture series, if you recall, we had what I call the, the Christian CEO. Um, Dre? No, no, I was trying to remember. It was There was something more than just Christian CEOs, whatever. Nah. Anyway, whatever. Um, Andre Mullen. Andre. So Dre has his company, the Anaxis Group, and within all that, he is he has two 
artists as clients. Like it's funny. He has one CCM artist and one CHH artist, right? And they're and he's working with um with both of them, putting out new music. So the first artist is this girl, Sheena Lee, who back in the day was very much tied up in CCH. Like she was like that that feature girl. Right. Like the hooks and stuff. Right. Um, and she also had a few projects that were very um, hip hop influenced, right? Right, but um, she hasn't she hasn't done anything in a while. So this is her first single of her new project that um, under the Anaxis Group. Oh, okay, right, and excellent, excellent. And she does more singing, right, than um. Just like worship style or like, you know, soul style. Um, if you want to pick a genre, right? R and P. Right. <laughs> yeah. Call it back in the <laughs> no. day. R and P. Then um then like urban music or hip hop music. And pray. Right. So it's it's Ain't more no blues because we Christians. It's <laughs> it's more of her you know, you can and then you can really hear like um her voice and her her talent. You know, because she's she's an amazing singer. But stick to and, listen and, to a song and, and I hear the voice. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, and I'll be the guy to say it, but you know, when when you don't know if you're a good singer or not, when all you're doing is like hip hop influenced music, right? As a singer, like Mariah Carey was amazing, right? Like her first few albums, right? Where she was just like belting out all these tunes and these ballads, right? And then she. Started mixing it with some hip hop stuff, and then it's oh, like okay. you know, like she died out a little, you know. Right. That's that's well, dis- not no, she didn't die out because of the hip hop stuff. That's she this died man's out, opinion. She died out because she just she she, she kind of like lost her marbles there. Oh, <laughs> 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 nuts! But anyway, uh, coming back to it, holla at me, Mariah. I ain't afraid of you. <laughs> she, don't, she don't remember her lyrics anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you want evidence of that, just YouTube Mariah Carey at the New Year's <laughs> New Year's celebration, so, Times Square New Year's even, celebration. Even though, even though she's got one of the, probably one of the best Christmas albums ever, I'll say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Sure. We, we anyway, we um, with you know with all that, I want to reintroduce everyone to Sheena Lee, right? With her first single, what's it called? Uh, Fig leaves. Fig leaves. Give it a listen. Check it out. Thank you. 
Gina Lee with Fig Leaves. Fig Leaves. It's the single off of her upcoming EP entitled By Design. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, You're welcome. And um, I got this on lock. Hey, you know. It's if for you, horses. If you liked. Yes, oh, dumb. If you liked what you heard, um, find it on Spotify, you know. Or, yeah, I think probably. Or Apple, I, Apple Music, or, all of that. Uh, Google, um, stream it, enjoy it, Pirate send it Bay. out. No, don't look on Pirate Bay. Um, and wait for the wait for the EP, and yeah. pretty soon we will we'll, we will have Shino Lee on the phone, and that was, yeah, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be talking to her about her new album and her new dreams and. The new direction that her that her career yeah. that her career is taking, <laughs> and, and that'll that'll happen if I ever get my act together. <laughs> get it together, it's get all, it together. It's all on me. Listen, by next year, I promise that we'll be able to do the phone calls like champions. 
<laughs> or you know to like figure out how to screw and it up. I think I think it would be super dope if we in one of those you know random sprinklings of artists for legacy nights that we can get it down here to do like one of the worship nights. Doubt, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've said. Did, did you? Did, did are you listening, Andre? <laughs> Andre? Andre, you're listening. Are you listening, Dre? Are you listening? We can talk about that. We'll, we'll have Angel cut this part out and send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, that was great. Um. Yeah, real quick. The, legacy, the, me- the message of that song is dope. Real quick, Legacy Nights. We are working on. Hopefully, we want to get started uh, beginning of the year. So keep an ear out or eye out or whatever out. And, and 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 prayers up, and go to we, we are legacy ATL, right? Is it on we are legacy ATL yeah, we are legacy ATL, yeah, yeah. So go there, and, and we should be able to. Um, I think we have a splash page up. Yes, we do. And also, you can you should you can click on it and kind of see what our mission is and everything, so you can kind of see what we're about. Uh, so uh, today's topic. So um, you know, we just finished fruits of the spirit. We just finished fruits of the spirit. Yes. So. Um, we were going to have, we were going to talk about one thing, but Jay showed up inspired, uh, because he Some got, will say inspired, be, others will say be, angered because he got into a <laughs> Facebook, uh, back and forth, um, uh, because a, a question was asked. So Jay said, you know what? Let's talk about Let's this. Let's talk about this. And I said, well, whatever dog. So Jay. And which is the other reason why we had we, why, a special guest. Well, we had a spe- uh, we had a special. He's still here. <laughs> he's just knocked out. He's just not here because he's. Um, out. I'm gonna have to look for my uh, permanent marker. We can draw fill in his beard. Actually, he just trimmed it. His patchy beard. Fill looking, it in. <laughs> looking looking good. My my good looking son over there. My mm. mini me. He's no longer your mini me. He's your he's, same height me. <laughs> no, he's still shorter than me. <laughs> he's still shorter than me. He's, he's not. He, he hasn't reached it yet. But anyway, um, all right. So check this out. Let me let me open up this conversation like this, right? Um, I think between Joaquin and I, there we both have possibly like what, like almost. 40 or a little over 40 years worth of ministry? Probably. Right? That's that's a lot of years. And the that's a lot of us not knowing what the heck we're doing. <laughs> and the bulk of that is in youth ministry, right? So working so, with youths. So I I I I open it up that way because we're gonna talk about youth ministry and where we believe or how we believe the church is failing. The youth. The youths and youth ministry, right? And and it's a funny and 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 it's a funny. Um, I'm a Mario. No, it's uh, you know, I hate the fact that I have such a high pitched voice. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, so it's a funny. It's a fun. It's a funny because I'm a Mario. Um, <laughs> stop. You did the same thing twice. I, that's why it's funny. Uh, that's why it's funny. Um, <laughs> so, so with our experiences, um, you know, um, you know, Jay's successes, my mostly failures, we, you know, we've picked up, we've picked up on some things and what's, and what, what's going to be interesting about this is that we are, we're actually, um, 
And I, I don't know. I think this. I think. I think what we're about to present. I think Jay. I, I could be wrong, but I. I think Jay has has been a, the last few years where Jay has kind of shifted, um, in 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 what we're going to talk about and how we're going to present it, um, and how we think youth ministry should the, the direction we think it, it should actually probably go. Um, whereas I've been a proponent of this a lot longer. Um, cause I know me and Jay have had disco, you know, before we had discussions where we were on the opposite ends on. Yeah. And on this. I think, yeah, yes, we were. And what, um, what made it, what, what made me slide over was my last youth pastor position at, um, at the last church that I was a part of. Right. So this is the deal on Facebook. A mutual friend asked, you know, and he, and he does this where he he asks questions and starts dialogue and discussion. And for the most part, I stay out of it, right? Because because <laughs> I don't want to start a fight. Like, because the deal is that a lot of people are very married to their opinions, right? Right. And nobody ever gets convinced. No one ever really gets convinced in a Facebook right. argument exactly. discussion. Um, and then, for the most, I and 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 and, and I stay out of it also because I, I get frustrated <laughs> with a lot of the responses. Right. And but and in this case, the question was, why are young people? Oh gosh, Burp. what is it? I don't know. Why are young people leaving the church? Why are young people leaving the church or not staying? No, no. Why? Why do young people not like take God seriously and leave the church by by the by the time they're eighteen? Right? Something more or less like that. Okay. Right? Around those around those lines. And um so I did what I what I hate doing and what I always tell you not to do. And um I read the comments. I read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Difference is I don't respond. I very okay, I've done it. Very rarely do I ever respond okay. to comments. This is this is the question. I get so angry. Why are the youth not interested in church and by the time they're eighteen, they leave? You know, the church. And right. um right, because that's usually the time they go to college. Um and then that's it. Yeah. So wow, nine shares and hundred eleven comments. <laughs> a lot anyway, of comments. It wasn't that much when I when I first saw it. So um I, I went you know, I ran. I ran down the rabbit hole and um, was reading the comments, reading the comments, reading the comments, and it sickened me to my stomach. To right. his stomach. Bro. I'm not even gonna say that. Oh, and I got frustrated, or I got sad, or I got mad. Like it, it made me like sick, right? And it made me sick. Visibly shaking. He was it, so angry. <laughs> it made me sick because, like I said, we, Joaquin and I, we like we've devoted the majority of our ministry. To youth ministry, right? Um, I mean, even now, I still get invited to go preach at, at at different youth things. But um, the the majority of of those comments were all because the youth are playing games with God, or the youth don't really see God as they should, or it every almost everything was just bashing the youth, bashing the youth, and right. it's and it's like. Dude, like, All right, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, not, maybe number not one, even. number one, that that was you, probably a couple days ago, right? Right. <laughs> not, 
you as a teenager, but let's be honest, like probably right. even as far as a couple of days ago. Number two, that that doesn't help. Right. Right. That doesn't so help. I wouldn't even I that, wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it bashing. I would just I would say more like um they're they're blaming, right? So like, you know, because to me, I don't know. Just, I know it's maybe I'm being pedantic. Ah, <laughs> nice word. Um <laughs> booyah. Uh <laughs> but but I think <laughs> SAT word alert. SAT word alert. Yeah, dog. Um but but it's um but it's a lot of blaming. More more than bashing, but to me it's like blaming, right? It's like, you know, it it's their fault that they're no longer closer to God. They're it's your fault. Right. You know, it's like uh The worst part was it? the worst part was because the youth are entertaining the devil. The youth are entertaining the devil. That's funny. That's that's a funny. I mean, I know what they're saying, but in my, you know, crazy brain, I feel like it's like the, like the devil's sitting in the couch and they're bringing him cookies and, <laughs> and coffee or tea. The devil doesn't drink coffee. Caffeine's too much for him. Yeah, he, you know? drinks tea. he drinks tea. More, more caffeine. Uh, <laughs> they're bringing him coffee and well, a little tea and and scones and, 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 scones <laughs> and you know. You know, playing the piano and, and singing show tunes. <laughs> but if it's the devil, would it be more like death metal, like the back? No, back, no, back, no, because back, because the devil's sophisticated. Back masking. Remember back in the day, the devil. They're playing was, records backwards to the devil. The devil is sophisticated. He's sophisticated. They're playing them hell's bells and right and playing it backwards because you know They're playing in some. <laughs> Some ACDC and Black Sabbath, but backwards, but, but backwards and orchestrated. Um, so <laughs> right, and it, it well anyway. In all seriousness, as as serious as as Joaquin and I can get, right. I'm very. This serious. is a deal. This is a deal, right? Um, yes. Years ago, I was all for, you know, having a separate youth service because. Because of one main reason, right? And that main reason was everything that was going on in that thread, right? Growing up, as as I've said many times during during these episodes, growing up legalistic, right, in a legalistic church, right, that is what I heard about the youth and about myself within the church that I went, I, I, and, you know, that I was a part of, that I grew up in. Right. Oh, the young people—they don't know anything. The young people don't want to don't want to seek God. All oh, the young people are more interested in worldly things than you know. But I, right. and I and I'm like, really? Because we could be out there doing all those worldly secular things, but we're in church. <laughs> it's a Friday night, and we're in church because you're making us. Right? We we could like why 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 would we choose like if we had a choice. Whether to like that's, go to the clubs, that's, that's, right? That's the key word. No, choice. No, you didn't listen, have a choice, no, Jay. But listen, listen, listen. Right? If the choice is go to the clubs, go like you know, have sex, do drugs, hang out, whatever. Right? Like instead of choosing that, we choose to come to church. Why are you still bashing us and saying that we don't want? We have no interest in seeking or getting closer to God because. We're entertaining all those things that we are obviously rejecting because we're in church. It's like, where's the encouragement? Where's the, you know, the the discipleship? 
where is you know where's the help where's the hand up right so um so when they made me youth leader right because no youth pastor in a legalist in a legalist church right because you know there's there's only one pastor only one pastor well technically two technically two (laughs) (laughs) technically two right especially in the spanish church but anyway um Right, so I, I I kept I I like the whole separate youth service or things just to um basically like to protect the youth and have something that we can call our own and um you know it's almost like when when you have sucky parents so you grow up swearing to yourself and promising yourself that you're not gonna do the messed up things to your kids that your parents did to you. Right. So it was it was like that idea. And and um and then, you know, just having our own ownership over things. But well, you know, and the argument to that, too, is also, um, uh, you know, we can have, you know, the 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 services and the messages can be geared and tailored towards us and towards our needs or what we think are our needs, you know, um, because that's a that's a kind of a very universal um, thought. Right. I mean, that's not. You know, so kind of, and it's not even from the youth. It's also a universal thought among pastors and leaders, right? Right. We need to do this for the young people because the young people need to hear sermons and messages that it's <laughs> the, the word we hate the most um, relevant to them, to them, right? Right. And so that's something. I mean, like I said, and that's like that's not a that's not an uh, 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 you know a legalistic church only. That's uh, that's across the board, you know. Uh, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, like super legalistic churches, fundamentalist churches, moderate churches, liberal churches, liberal churches. Um, and it's this idea that um, you, you know, that youth groups are great for the youth because it gives them a quote unquote space. Like Jay was saying for them where they can do their own worship or they can do. You know, and they hear messages that are, you know, geared and tailored to them. I mean, there are a lot of places that instead of having youth service or youth group, they have youth church. Right. right. They call it's like, it, you know, yeah. they call it youth church. Right. Okay. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm heading. I'm getting ahead of myself. So this is this is this is the thing. Right. Um. 25 plus years of youth ministry um, has shown me that the church, okay, ready? This this is where we get a little bit controversial. Controversial, right? The church fails the youth, right? Fails the youth of their church, right? By having things like a youth church or a separate youth service, especially on when they have them on Sundays. Correct. Right. So like some churches have it, have a youth service during regular service. Right. And some churches have a youth service. They might have it at night. At night. Right. right? Or on Wednesdays. Right. And um, if you're a legalistic Spanish church, Fridays. Fridays, Right. And, And the deal is, the deal is this. And I say that you fail. I say that the church fails the youth. Because, okay, I'm a parent, right? My son is here. Asleep. <laughs> Asleep. But he's still with me, right? Now, 
I can't, if my son, right, if we live in the same house, but there is no interaction between my son and I, and he doesn't see me, right, as a husband and as a father to him, right, and a husband to my wife, then as he grows up separated from me, he's never going to have an example of how to be a father and a husband. Right. Right? It'll never happen. So when we have... Or, he's a, on, or he'll only get snapshots. So it's like it's like when, you know, when, when Junie was with his mom and he, you would have him on the weekends. Mm. You know, he's, he's only, you know, you have him every other weekend, right? Well, in those, in those two days or, or, yeah, it's about to say two days. In those two days... You know he's he's only getting a a, a a little bit of the picture, right? Of of his dad, you know, being a good husband, and his dad being, you know, uh, being a man and and doing, you know, uh, fulfilling his responsibilities as a man. He's only seen it for two days. Uh, that's not bad, right? It's not the fullness, but it's not it's not the 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 fullness is not the the complete picture that he should be getting. So. That that is how it is. We feel that is how it is when it comes to youth groups. When you separate the youth to and, and you you're telling them, look, uh, this is a, a youth service for you, for you to worship God how you want to worship God, and for you to have messages that are relevant to you away from us. You know, <clears throat> away from uh, what we used to call big church, right? We <laughs> were the adults. Um, afraid, you know, away from really participating in that. Um, we 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 believe the kids that the youth aren't getting a full picture of what it means uh, to be a member of a church of a church right. to be so, a member of the of the comp- the full body of the full body. So when you ask questions like, you know, why are the youth not interested in church and leave by the time they're eighteen? Well, if you've never had them be a part of the church because you send them away to hang out and do their own thing and, and, and you know, have their own church, then it's not that they're not interested in church. It's that they were never a part of the church. Right. Right? They were never a part of it. And every because every time you held services, like corporate services as a church, as a church body, you sent them off to a little room on the side where they could see their friends, where they could hang out, where they could talk about how their school week was, and then they could, you know, watch a video or, you know, talk some surface talk about like how a, Jesus yeah, is our Jesus is our homeboy. Yeah. Right. And um and I say that that way and it's pretty blunt and straightforward because, well, had he not been asleep, <laughs> then Junie would have shared with all of you what he shared with us. Where he says, where he said, where he said that he would rather be, he would rather stay in the church service and hear from the pastor because he doesn't learn anything when he gets thrown to the side and he's separated into the into the youth group. Right, he feels like they sugarcoat things, and when he feels that, and when they sugarcoat things, then he just glazes over, and it's not, it doesn't mean anything to him because it's just. What he said, like basically reprocess Bible stories from when he was a kid, right? right? Just like over and over and sugarcoat it to when he was an adult that he learns more in, as Joaquin said, big church. I've never called it big church before. Yeah, it's dope, church. right? But so, um, so you can't ask the question, 
Well, you can ask the question, but you have to look with from within because it's like you can't have a family dinner with everybody with with the adults in the kitchen or in the dining room, right? And the children in their rooms doing whatever the hell they want, right? right. Or watching TV. It's not a family moment or a family gathering, kingdom family in this case, if you're taking the teenagers and you're throwing them into a room, right? Because the deal is this, right? The deal is this. How will they be interested in church and stay in church if they are not a part of the church, right? So well, Joaquin and I, and, and I, like I said, in my last, I guess, time, the last time that I was a youth pastor, right, um, it was the hardest time for me. And Joaquin knows this because he was also a youth pastor at the same place years before I was. Correct. And he had all the same issues <laughs> that I was having, right? And Which and, is what shocked me when he took over, when he <laughs> said he would do it. I'm like, are you, do you not remember what I went through? Nah, I got this. I got this. I got this. Right? But the deal is that, the deal is that, right, if the parents don't care, then why should the kids care? Right? right. And I say that on purpose because we, as the adults, as the mature believers, right, we need to disciple and pour into the younger believers. Right. Right. It's our obligation. Responsibility. Right. Our responsibility to, to pour into them. Especially so, if you're a parent. So, again, if the parents don't care or if the adults don't care to pour in, and instead of pouring into the younger believers and discipling them and mentoring them, they say instead things like, because the youth are entertaining the devil, then, you know, then you're doing a poor job of your responsibility to usher right. in the next generation of believers or of disciple makers to make more disciples if you are not discipling. Right. Right? So... Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, like I know for, like in my life is, is, for example, you know, like my parents, um, when I was in high school, they made me go to, uh, my church didn't have a youth group per se. It was more like a youth choir slash group when I was there. That's so like if you want to be part of the youth, interesting. if you want to be part of the youth group, basically you had to go to the youth choir, right? You, you didn't to, know how to sing? It doesn't matter. Everybody sang. It was a youth choir. So everybody sang. Um uh, which you can hide bad voices in the youth choir when you have thirty voices. You just lip sync. You can hide voices. Um, but um, but you know my parents also um, were involved in the church, and whenever they did any kind of you know anything with the church, you know if if they were helping with the migrant ministries, guess who was going with them? I was going with them, so I was involved in the migrant ministry. So um, I you know if if there was a men's a men's breakfast. Right, because they, they used to do like one thing once a quarter or whatever. They'd have a men's breakfast. Guess who went with pops to the men's breakfast? I went to the men's breakfast. Um, you know, it wasn't if the church had a church activity and my family went, guess who went with them? I went with them. Like, are you picking up the pattern? Are you picking up the pattern I'm laying down? Um, and so I was involved in the church, even when I didn't want to be. But guess what happened? Um, throughout you know, once I once I left school and and you know, and yeah, I struggled a little bit with church because as we all do as young as young adults, and we think, oh, the church is whack because they don't do things the way I think they should be doing it. 
but I still was having those conversations. I still was was going to church. I was still involved in services and and and, and doing those things because that's what I grew up doing. You follow me? I grew up serving in church. I grew up going to those activities. And the problem, the problem that we're having now, part of the problem is that parents, uh, parents a, um, don't make their kids go, which right. they they need to make them go. I mean, it's a good thing. And b, their parents themselves aren't involved in church. Right. So that's the example. You know. Right. So their example is, uh, oh well, my parents don't do anything. They're making me go, but as soon as I don't have to go no more, oh, I ain't going no more. No more. You're hard. So that kind of so that's that's kind of the that's kind of where we're at. So now, yeah, so when these kids go to college and they don't have their parents there anymore, uh, to tell them, you know, you gotta go to church with us on Sunday morning, well, they have no love for the church because they were never a part of the church. They were never involved in anything. Because like Jay said, the the example was not given to them. By their parents. Or by other adults. You hear me, parents? Well, that's just the first line of defense. Or offense. As it were. Right? So, what's up? So, so the deal is this, right? The deal is this. What, you know, we, we, <laughs> Joaquin and I are big on, you know, if you see a problem, then um, offer a solution. Right? Don't just... Right complain about the problem so here's um here's our offering here's our offering right and again this is 40 plus years of youth ministry speaking here right it's not just uh, yeah okay wait let, let me not lie i was gonna say it's not just two over-opinionated Puerto Ricans. No, it is. Because it is. It'll that, always be too over-opinionated Puerto Ricans. And that almost cancels out the 40 years of ministry because we're just so opinionated <laughs> about everything. So but as you said, almost. Right. <laughs> almost. Right. Not quite. Almost. So this is this is our suggestion, right? And um, yo, without a lie, when you see legacy flourishing, it'll 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 partly be because of this, because this is what will be happening at Legacy. Right, right. So he's he's he's, he's, leave him alone. he's hugging the couch. Sorry. <laughs> right. So this is what yeah this is what we're going to be doing at Legacy, and 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 if. If, right, and, and I set this challenge, if we have anybody listening to us that's in youth leadership, right, I'll set this challenge to you. Right? If this is a question, because we see this question a lot when we get, like, the emails, oh, millennials are leaving the church by the droves. Why, why, why? Right. You know, try this out, right? Instead of having a separate youth service, right, keep the youth in the church. Keep the children, you know, doing their Bible studies and learning you know, giving them the foundation, building the foundation of, of Bible and of Jesus in them, right? But young people, and when we say young people, we mean like, like, like middle students, school, middle yeah, school middle or high school, school up. right? Keep them in the service. Keep them in the sanctuary. 
keep them in the sanctuary. Not only not only keep them in the sanctuary, right, for Sunday service, instead of separating them, or instead of doing a Sunday night, cancel your Sunday nights, keep them in the service on Sunday, right? Let them interact and be a part of the church body. Right. Include them in the service. Right? Uh, yeah, that was that oh. was that was the next step, right? Let them hear and learn from the same pastor that preaches and teaches you guys, right? Because the the one great thing that I loved growing up, like without a lie, um, is like my pastor preached, right? As legalist as legalistic as as the church was, like the pastor still like brought it. Right? My pastor preached, but I was able to on the ride home and sometimes at home, right? Talk to my mom about the sermon. Right. And ask her questions. Like, like I didn't really understand this. Right. <laughs> like I didn't get like, what did he mean by this? Right. And my mom would, you know, um basically expound on on, on the sermon. Right. And I feel that that's every parent's job, right? Especially if you're a believing parent, right? If you're a believer, then you know, your first disciples are your children. Um well the the people that you should be discipling first are your children, right? So um right and cl- have them in the service let them learn or hear from the same pastor that you're hearing from right yeah as Joaquin said include them in the service so give examples you know of, oh, of, you of know, that inclusion so i uh, you know simple stuff like uh if you have ushers you know put them put them in to be ushers with one of the adult ushers you know uh uh, have them help collect the offering plate. Have them help sit people down. Have them um, help greeting people at the door. Um, you know, have them help pass anything out that you need to pass out. You know, I mean, just those things. Uh, have them, uh, if they've got talent, you know, if if, uh, if if they're good at playing an instrument, have them be part of the worship team. You know, have them sing in the choir if you have a choir with, with all the adults. You know, bring them together. Um you know, have them have them help in the children's ministry. Like if you have like I know smaller churches will have rotation for like the children's nursery, you know, put the youth in there with an adult in, in, in that rotation. You know, if uh, you know, I mean, it's all, all kinds of different things. You know, I know some churches, they do like visitations where they go out on a Tuesday morning, Tuesday night or whatever to go visit, uh, you know, church members that are sick or they go visit uh, people that visited. And that's a that's a very very Southern Baptist thing to do, <laughs> you know. Take them with you, you know. Right. Have them go visit uh, uh, the sick, and and have them you know pray over the sick with 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 you know with uh, uh you know an adult, you know whether it's their parent or, or or another member of the church. Like those are those are the things that we need to be including um, our our young people, our teenagers. Um, in because that's how they learn to serve. I mean, that's how I learned to serve um, by going to migrant ministries with my parents and 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 teaching English classes, you know, and helping sort clothes out, you know, and handing food out. That's how I learned to serve. I didn't learn to serve because I have great parents, and they were like, "Well, you need to notice." I learned to serve because they put me in in positions, right they put me in position where I had to serve where I had to learn how to serve. So that's how we help. That's how we help our youth, um, you know, get connected 
uh, to the church. And 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 to piggyback a little bit on what Jay said, you know, listen, um, young, you, you know, uh, a long time ago when I when I shifted my my thoughts on this, and and when I would bring this up, and people would would uh, you know be like, no, that's not right. You know, the youth need their own stuff. Uh, you know, I'm like, look, you know, one of the arguments people always made to me was, oh, well, you know. Uh, the sermons in, in, in big church, you know, they're geared towards adults and, you know, kids don't, kids, the youth don't, don't have a, you know, a need for that. They don't have it under, you know, if the pastor, this is always a big one. If the pastor preaches on marriage, um, you know, the youth aren't married. They're not getting married anytime soon. Why do they need to hear about that? And my response is always, well, no, like that should be what exactly what they're hearing. So does that mean me as a single person, if the pastor is preaching on marriage, I don't have to be there? I can just get up and leave? I'm not married. This doesn't help me. No, you would say, no, you, right. need, you need to listen, right? Because you'll learn something so that when you uh, uh, get put in a position uh, or, or if you find that person and you decide to get married and you get married, well, you have, you've had learned all this stuff about marriage from the pastor as a, as a young adult. So just imagine the youth getting to hear this. And they hear about what a good relationship should be. And they hear, you know, what a godly relationship should look like. You know, um, and they're challenged by it, right? Kids need to be challenged. And we don't challenge them when we sugarcoat stuff. We don't challenge them when we, um, you know, when, when we, um, you know, dumb things down for them. No, they should be challenged. You know, wow, that's what a marriage should look like. And I think of it this way, too. And then as, as parents, yo, your kids are listening to the same thing. You should be challenged to model what a good marriage looks like That's right. uh, for your kids. That's right. Right. You should model what serving the Lord is for your kids. You should model these things. Right. Um, and the kids should learn this. And then, you know, that that'll translate. Those things translate. Oh, if this is what a good marriage looks like. Then maybe I can use some of this stuff to have a good boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. Right. That honors God instead of honoring, you know, entertaining the devil. Right. And honoring the flesh <laughs> as the it, flesh. A flesh as it, you know, as it is or as it were. Yeah. And, and not only that. Right. Not only that, but then you also. You also help them with uh, an attitude of of servitude. Right. An attitude of. Of, of serving in the church, right? Because, you know, if, if, if a child grows up, right, seeing, right, if, if a son grows up seeing his father loving and respecting his mom, then when he is a husband, then he will, he will, he will, he will like basically do what he saw, right. what, what was modeled for him, right? And, you know, that's, that's that's the one thing that people say, you know, a gentleman, a gentleman, you you know a gentleman because well, what is it? <laughs> to say. Right. Oh, whatever. Like he'll he'll copy his dad basically right. and how he treats how he treats his wife or his girlfriend, right? So the deal is you include them in the service, you have them, you know, as Joaquin said, serving all these different parts of the church then there's a sense of pride and ownership right within the church building and within the church things and they learn how to serve rather than just 
being consumer Christians, right? right. They they're a part of the of the structure of the, of the church. They're, they're a part, part of, of the, the body. body, right? And and that will make one want to stay. And they'll 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 be mentored by, you know, by the older, you know, um the older Christians that have been in the game for 40, 50 years, you know, those those 60, 70 year old grandparents um, that people always like, oh, they're the ones that, you know, they're always so against stuff. Well, they're against stuff because they don't they don't know stuff. Right. And how are they going to know how they're ever going to know stuff if they're not involved, you know, with with the young generation? You know, it's not that old people are against the new things, but they just don't understand the new things because no one's explaining it to them. <laughs> right. You know, they don't see any fruit of it. And, and then, and then, and then, this is the thing, right? This is the thing, right? How <laughs> how can a person be excited for ministry if they've never seen or been a part of ministry, right? And and and, and another thing is, right? We 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 keep these kids separated. We keep them on their own. Right and and you don't and and they don't they're not discipled by the pastor of the house, but they'll get on iTunes or Google or Spotify or whatever, and they'll listen to podcasts or sermons of other churches of other preachers, right? And they'll 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 have more of a of a longing to be somewhere else, anywhere else than the place that cast them aside and separated them in the first place. Right, so how, how can they gain? And 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 the biggest thing for me, of of my church in New York, is that I had a relationship with my pastor, like a one on one relationship. It wasn't like, oh yeah, that's my pastor. Hey, hey, Mister Pastor Man, right? Like, if I needed help with anything that I didn't want to talk to my mom about or my grandmother about, like. I can go to my pastor's house and I can sit with him and ask him questions or get advice from him or get prayer from him, right? And um but I was there. Right? I was there. I knew who he was. I listened to him weekly. Like that's because like I made the choice of staying in the sanctuary from 12 years old cuz I didn't want to be with the youth because there was just too many stupid people there. But anyway, um right? So if your your child, right, your teenager, instead of being in the sanctuary and being taught and discipled by the pastor, as you, the entire church is taught and discipled by the pastor, right, he's instead, like, he's 17 and the youth pastor is, like, 22. There's not much difference in age and there's not much difference in experience, right, right? and what's going on and the thought process and whatever, right, because a 22-year-old doesn't really know much right hasn't really been well and really it's, learned i've been taught much yeah i mean and it's not that he can't you can't learn from a, i mean we're not saying that oh it's you know just because the, the, that difference doesn't mean that they can't learn from them but um you know the idea the idea is um you know wisdom right wisdom comes from experience and experience comes with age you know and experience comes with age um and yeah, there are those guys that are 22 that me and Jake could listen to and be like, whoa, God just really taught us something. So that's not that's not the point. But the point is that sep- it's, it's still it's, it all comes back to that separation. I mean, there's I mean, take the pastor out of the equation. There's a lot of people that are older in the church body that are just 
dying to be able to mentor someone, dying to be able to pour into somebody. It doesn't have to be the pastor. It could be brother, brother Joe, who's been a faithful believer for 40 years, and brother Joe, you know, is a carpenter. Right? Huh, that's be, funny. It's a brother it's Joe, a carpenter. A carpenter. It, it could be like our, you know, sister Margaret, our who, home girl, um, Christina, right? She's been on the show. Yes, right. Who, God has a huge heart for for mission work and has been a missionary, right, right, in Africa and South America, right. There could be like a girl who maybe has a curiosity for missions, but you know she's stuck in a room with other thirteen year olds. They have never gone on a mission trip, right? Although she sees, she's seen videos on YouTube. She's heard things or whatever. Oh, and right? they talk, she, they've talked about oh, it in oh, youth oh, group. Or they even. talk yeah. about you know missionaries and whatever, and they teach about Paul and Paul's mission trips. And she wants more information, or she wants to like connect with somebody that can tell her that. But being away from Christina because she's in a room, like she doesn't have that opportunity to connect with her and Christina mentor and disciple her and, and like fill her head and 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 her heart and pray for her about you know her passion for missions right and maybe take her on like short term mission trips like in, in the city to feed the homeless or whatever right you 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 go and you learn you know the disciples walk with Jesus for 3 years and they learn from him for 3 years personally right it wasn't like you know, hey, there's Jesus. He's going to go teach. Oh, you're going to go talk to that crowd? Okay, we're going to go to this house over here, and, you know, we'll be back when you're done, right? It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Now, now, we are not saying that to kill all youth programs, right? We're not saying that at all. What we are saying is that during service, keep the young people, the, the youth, the students, middle, middle school and high school, Keep them in the sanctuary, in the church body, right? Working and 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 interacting with 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 the church body. But at the same time, a lot of churches now do the group thing, right? right. Do the home group do thing. The home groups. So have the youth home group. Have a youth home group, right? Have a youth home group, and they can. And and that's where you have the youth leader or the youth or the mentor or the youth pastor, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter, right? And there they can do their hangout. There they can dig into right um more you know, maybe more topical things. Right, or, more topical surface things, or even or even, you know, discuss what the pastor preached about on Sunday, right? right? And and the youth pastor, the youth leader or whatever, or the group leader can can bring it as as we stated in the beginning, you know, in in a in a in a fashion or in a in a way that 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 speaks more to them, right, right? right? Because the, the 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 pastor or the teacher is going to teach, okay, he's going to teach, and then that youth leader in these groups over pizza and video games, you know, can discuss what the pastor taught, right? But more topically and more personally, right, according to like their age group, right? And, they can ask and, the and, question and make like, it relevant does, to them. You know, yeah, the pastor said this. How you know? How does how how can that apply in your life? And, like, and, how can and, you high school this? You know, and and, and break it down. Yeah, it's, it's exactly right. So now we say all this, and you're probably wondering, well, you guys haven't you guys haven't used any scripture, <laughs> right? True that. So we want to. Um, we want to use some scripture. We want to kind of point to 
to what we what put we think to a, is an example. A model in the Bible that what shows feel, that it works. What we feel is a model, yes. So, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're we're in we're in Second Timothy. Uh, Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter one. I'm having I'm having English problems today. <laughs> Um, and so, as we know, uh, first, second Timothy, Paul is writing to a kid named Timothy. And we also know that, you know, church history, I guess we could say, tells us that, you know, Timothy was a young man. We were thinking some people say 16, 17, maybe as old as maybe like 20, 19, 20 years old. Um, so he, he, he qualifies to be right. that age group. In that age group. He's a young, he's a young man. Um, and so Paul, uh, 2 Timothy 1, writes, uh, writes him this letter. And I'm going to read verse uh, the f- verse 3 and 4, which is the, the first part of it. And this is what Paul says. He goes, Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Number one. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Verse 5, I remember your genuine genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Um, And there's the, the home influence. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. And that's Timothy only his faith. This is why I remind you to go. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God is not giving us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, uh, love, and self-esteem. And so then he continues to so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Uh, don't be ashamed of me. Uh, you know, even though I'm in prison, for God saved us, and he kind of keeps going on and, and and just bringing encouragement to to um uh, to Timothy. And then in, in verse 13, uh, he says this. He goes, "Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. Carefully guard the precious truth that has been." entrusted to you so what we see there we see the mentor disciple um relationship that joaquin and i've been talking about right paul was timothy's mentor right timothy learned from paul well and he he first learned from and oh i was gonna get to that right come on man timothy learned from paul slow right but it wasn't just like paul was the outsider Right, Paul was the outsider. Paul was that guy in the church that, like Timothy, connected with. Okay, but Timothy was also, as I said, was also receiving from, like, the legacy of his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Right. So it, it was also within the home. Like I said, like I said, our children are our first priority in, in discipleship. Right. It's like me and my son here. Right. It's my job, right, as the pastor teaches, but for me to disciple my son as we go out doing the Great Commission and going out into all the world, right? So, you know, so the legacy of discipleship comes from the pastor to me, from me to my son, from my son to his friends and his and his children when when that time comes, right? So the deal is that the deal is that we 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 find it 
we find it in the in the example of Jesus and his disciples. We find it in the example of Barnabas to Paul and Paul to Timothy, right? Who oh, I pulled out Barnabas, right? And right. Paul to Timothy. And 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 the great thing about Timothy is that Timothy was a young pastor. Right. Right. He was a young pastor. So then Timothy also had the responsibility of also discipling. Right. But he had his mentor. He had somebody that was over him and helping him. He wasn't separated trying to figure it out on his own or trying to figure out figure it out by um by people his same age and and, and you know going through the same things right. and the same doubts and the same fears. Right. Now I'm pretty sure and I oh with God, I pray and I hope that um that we as adults can think back to a few people that have been like that mentor or that disciple, right? That 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 guy that has discipled and helped us. For me, for me, and he still does every now and then. Um, is Ray Torres, right? I mean, you 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 met him when we went to New York, yeah, right? Since I was a yo, like no lie, like since I was a kid, since I was a kid, Ray was my go-to guy, right? I would even like jump on my bike. <laughs> And write it over to his house, and we like you know I'd have my questions and I have my doubts and I have my my anger, right? And he would open up the Bible and like teach me and pray right. for me and and help me out, right? And um that that did a lot better for me than me going to the knucklehead that was also twelve years old and angry, <laughs> right? And knew less than I did, right? So. Yeah, we're gonna we, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with this, right? We're gonna wrap this up with this. If you have to ask the question, why the youth are not interested in church and they leave, then you have to ask the question, why are the why do you, the youth in your church? Okay, why are you separating the youth from church, and then asking why they're not interested in church, right? Right. And why are they leaving? Well, why are they not leaving if they were never part of something anyway? Like, why stay in a relationship that you're not that you don't have? You're just like hovering, right? So, man, I, I challenge anybody that listens to this podcast and that is in youth ministry or in youth leadership to try this model at least for six months. Six months. Stop having separate youth gatherings. Bring the youth into the sanctuary. Let them serve in the sanctuary. Let them listen to the same pastor and the same leader of the entire church body. Right, and, and let and let them serve in all the other aspects of the church that they serve. So, men's group, men's breakfast. Have the men, have the, have the, boys, the teenage boys there. Teenage boys there. Women's breakfast. I don't know. Yeah, have the girls. Have the girls there. Uh, uh, clean up. Clean up at the church. Everybody there, like include them in everything that the church does. Um, th- you know, period. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Raise them as a part of the body. Yes. So that when they are eighteen, they don't leave, but they want to continue building up the body, and then you know, be the mentor that their ment- that their mentors were to them, right? To the middle school kids that come up, right, right, or the other people that come up, and you see that. I mean, we are we are a family in Christ, right? It's it's one kingdom, one God, one kingdom. We're a family in Christ, so let's 
bring the family back right. to the family. Right. Yeah, that's it. Listen, um, I, I, and uh, my, my last thought will be this. Listen, I, I, I know um, a youth pastor who did this with his youth group uh, where he had where he he met with the older kids. Right. Like the juniors and seniors. And he poured into them. But then he had the juniors and seniors meet with the sophomores and freshmen and they had the fr- sophomores and freshmen meet with, you Middle know, school. the seventh and eighth graders. And that youth group exploded. And you had kids that were seventh grade, ninth graders asking people, to, inviting people to church, telling people about Jesus. That's great. So but awesome. now, but now imagine if you extrapolate that church wide. So kids, kids can mentor kids, but they need to have good mentors over them. So if the whole church is mentoring each other and it all brings down and all trickles down, you have more kids stay than leave when they turn 18 because they they have grown up in the faith and they've seen the examples of people that have grown up in the faith and people in the faith through the good and the bad. Yeah. And they feel that they're a part a of part it all. Of that. That's it. So... Um, that's it. That's all we got for you guys today. Um, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for lasting this long with us. As always, we're so long-winded. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but this was this was something that needed, but that needed, yeah, you know, a lot of coverage. But as always, thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> My name is Joaquin. <laughs> I'm still long-winded, Jay. And this was the Overflow Podcast. Peace till next week. Thanks for listening. Remember to head on over to thisisoutcry.com for more content. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Stitcher.